Welcome to the perfume room. My scent of the day today is Luxury by Maison Cire, and luxury it is. And it's supposed to be evocative of smells of vintage and classic makeup, of someone sitting at their vanity looking into the mirror. That is my genre. Of course I smelled this. Love it first sniff. Let me just compare it to some other fragrances that I feel like are kind of in this genre, like Montal Iris So Intense or Molecule One Plus Iris. Here's where this one is different to me. It is also, as well as being sort of powdery, like compact makeup-like, sort of irisy, it is citrusy. The bergamot in this is very strong, very prominent, and it kind of feels like makeup in the spring. It's got an effervescent quality to it, and it's crisp and fresh while still retaining that sort of cozy, sheer makeup feel. It feels very nostalgic to me. It feels like I am smelling my mother or my grandmother's compacts, but in a very modern wearable, daytime fresh way, and I I love it. And it's a very natural segue to who today's guest is. Because today, world-renowned, award-winning, master perfumer, Alberto Marias is in the perfume room. Please take a second to take this in. Okay, did you take a second? Same, I did as well. It is absolutely colossal. Alberto Marias is one of the most successful, prolific, brilliant master perfumers of all time. And in fact, if you listen to this podcast, I would venture to say that it is impossible that you haven't worn at least one of his creations at some point in your lifetime. And if you are lucky, you have worn many. And to show you what I mean, let me rattle off just a few. Alberto Marias is the creator of CK1, Marc Jacobs Daisy, Versace Bright Crystal, Gucci Bloom, Carolina Herrera 212. Have I got you guys yet? You've definitely worn one of these. Aqua de Gio, Kenzo Flower, Musta Cartier, Valentino Valentina, Terry Mugler Cologne, Bulgari Omnia Crystalline, Givenchy Hot Couture, Lancome Miracle, Gucci Memoir d'Odeur, Versace Eros Pour Femme, Versace Pour Rome, Tommy Hilfiger Tommy, Panhaligon's Iris Prima, Gucci Flora, Gorgeous Gardenia. I am truly scratching the surface. The list goes on and on and on and on. Morias was the recipient of the prestigious Prix François Cody in 2003, as well as the Fragrance Foundation Lifetime Perfumer Award in 2013. Not to mention, he has also been a pioneer of so many new raw materials and molecules. Take, for example, Pink Pepper, which is a note we love and enjoy in so many fragrances today. But guess who did it first? It was Alberto Marias and Annie Byzantian in Estee Lauder Pleasures. And his legacy does not only exist in all these aforementioned fragrances, it also exists in his own family-founded brand, Maison Cire, which as he calls it, and as it is, is Parfum d'Excellence. Maison Cire was a brand that Alberto and his wife founded together in 1999 after the candles that they were creating as gifts for their close friends grew to such high demand that they realized that it could and should become a family business. They eventually extended into fine fragrance, and as they say, the rest is history. In this episode, we discuss Alberto's sources of inspiration, the process for creation, the smells of his home, what he does when he smells one of his creations on a stranger, and the two newest launches in the Maison Cire collection, both absolute stunners, Vert Empire and Ombre Magique, which stay tuned because there might be a very special giveaway coming in the next few days. 
Please know that this next sentence is my greatest honor. Here is Alberto Morias. Welcome to the Perfume Room. What an honor it is to speak with you today. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm very well and very exciting with uh, this uh, interview. <laughs> ah, this is this is a dream come true. So I always uh, start off the podcast by asking the following questions. Are you wearing anything today? Any fragrances? Today I show uh, something very different. Oh. It's, a, it's, a, it's not really really. <laughs> it's just uh, it's a very woody, incense and uh, very watery mm. to the energy of the Manhattan. Oh, is it something you, you created inspired by Manhattan? No. It's not really finished, okay. but I like the energy of the Manhattan. I see the water here when I arrived this mm -hmm. uh, yesterday, yes. and I want to interpret this energy in this perfume. Ooh. Another question I always ask everyone is, what do you think about signature scents? Um, do you, would you say, with so many fragrances you've created, do you have one? Yes, I think my signature is uh, maybe happiness. Uh, light and uh, mysteriosity. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what is a typical day for you? My day start every morning the same. I get up very early. I get up at uh, 5.30, wow. 6. And my first uh, moment when I go to in my garden, I love to, to smell the flowers, to smell the nature. I take an espresso mm -hmm. to have the contrast mm. between the coffee and all the... For me, the, the, in the morning, I start the day. It's everything is hope. It's uh, enjoying. And um, I like to have this moment very alone, to enjoy it in the, in the garden. And it's this, for me, the moment the most important. What flowers are in your garden? I have many, but uh, I have the the rose. White rose oh. smell very different, peony. And, but also it's not just the flowers. It's just the the grass, the the emotion of the water in the in the trees, mm -hmm. the water in the in, in the swimming pool, you know. It's this moment very uh, Unique. I know that you get inspiration from lots of different places, and I know that Maison Cire is so deeply personal to you. Are there any fragrances in the line that are inspired, maybe even by your morning routine that you were just talking about? Maybe Verampire, because mm. Verampire for me is when the my gardener uh, put all the the citrus. Uh, outside of mm -hmm. the, the garden for the for the winter mm -hmm. you know you have this energy you smell the leaf you smell the the agrume you know the mandarin the orange mm -hmm. and this is my interpretation of misancier for ver empire mm -hmm. this freshness luminosity easy to wear easy to understand all my creation are very happiness Mm -hmm. and easy to wear. Mm -hmm. was, there, was there anything when you were creating the fine fragrances for Maison Cire, which I know you call Parfum d'Excellence, not uh, niche fragrance, 
Um, was was there anything when you were creating this line that you felt you were completely unable to create working for other companies? You know, when I create perfumes, yes, I have the same feeling to create a perfume. Mm-hmm. When I work for the other company, I mm-hmm. have the the image of the other company. Right. When I create, I, when I create for misancier, is just emotion. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, free in my emotion. Right. I don't have to interpret something uh, to the other brand. You know. Right. Right. Well, speaking of, I know um, we are not talking to Veronique on the podcast, but Veronique, for everyone listening, Mm -hmm. is Alberto's daughter, and we are lucky to have her in the room as well. So I know this is a very personal family business for you. Um, Are there any scents inspired by Veronique in the line? Um, She's looking, and she's like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes and no. (laughs) You know, um, my daughter, she... She she gave me the uh, the free fr- I'm free to create uh, the perfume. Mm-hmm. She's just here to tell me stop now. You make <laughs> so many modifications. We don't have time anymore to. And uh, she of course she smells everything, and she's a very uh, critical to my creation because sometimes it's, it's important to have somebody tell you okay now. Papa, you need to stop. You mm-hmm. need to, because we don't have any more time to make a, a modification. Um, I create for her uh, the the Veronique uh, creation for Veronique. It's uh, it's a perfume, very musky, very very nice, and uh, I create for her a collection de Veronique. Because she's uh, she's uh, when she wears the perfume, she's really her. She's a lot. Uh, she she have a lot of light. Mm. <laughs> give uh, a lot of personality at uh, perfume. I know you're a lawyer, Veronique, and I'm I'm curious what that what that collaboration is like. Like you were talking about how she says, "Time to stop." When uh, do you know when it's time to when a fragrance is complete? And what is it like being in business together? The perfume is never finished. Mm. Wow. Yes, it's uh, the time decide. Uh, we don't have any more time to to make a new modification. Okay. It's uh, it's not so easy to stop because we want to come to another modification. As you are sure, it smell better. But sometimes not this. Uh, one more modification, but mm-hmm. everything come in very common. Mm-hmm. It's very important to to stop the creation, and for this, uh, Veronique, my daughter, she she tell me sometimes, Papa, you don't don't make <laughs> another modification. <laughs> it's the best. She's nodding but- for everyone listening. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, if a perfume is never complete, are there any fragrances that you can look back that you've launched over the years that after it went to market, you were like, I wish I added. This, yes, sometimes it's true. Sometimes he need to to decide to stop, you know, mm-hmm. to, to to stop the emotion, to stop the moment of the perfume is imperfect. Because for me, a perfume too perfect is boring. Mm-hmm. You need to, all creation have something different 
And for this, I think is a is a success because the perfection is boring. The imperfection is interesting. Mm-hmm. But definitely. Well, I, I know that Maison Cyr, you've said, is a line that is stories of your passions, memories, travels, and it is as intimate as a piece of chamber music. Can you share some of the personal inspirations and stories behind some of the fragrances in the line? When I smell très cher, mm. I sing to my wife Aww. because she's... Uh, close with my heart. Yes. And also, très cher, uh, it's because she's a very expensive perfume. <laughs> <laughs> and all the, all the, all the story of mise-en-cire, you have this uh, beautiful story. Uh, when I smell uh, Little Bianca, mm-hmm. uh, Little Bianca, I create the perfume bef- before she is born, my granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, when she she wore this perfume, little Bianca, he remember me as the so beautiful moment, you know. And I have many story. All, all the all my creation are one emotion, one story of my life. Verampi, mm-hmm. I tell you, it's my garden. When I said. When I smell ambre magique, mm. it's it's a sunny, it's the sun, it's the ambre, it's this very beautiful energy of the life. You know, all the in the name, the name is very important uh, in Misancia. It's not so easy to find a good name, mm, right. but uh, when we find the good names, sometimes I start the creation. Uh, I start with the, it's the same when you have the children. Uh, you start you start uh, with the name mm-hmm. and you love love more is the personality coming. But mm-hmm. the my inspiration also coming from the the name and uh, the story after the name. Mm. So the name comes first. Sometimes first is sometime after. <laughs> mm, okay. How do, what is that process? How, do, you, do you go brainstorm? Do you write a bunch of things down? What do you do? You know, but, no, we decide, you know, we spend all the weekend together. We go to the mountain in the chalet and we discussed, uh, okay, um, I have this beautiful name. Can you start a new perfume with this name or sometime I have the perfume and we find the name after you know mm. we are a very atypical uh, company because we are small we have uh, we have three person to decide mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so speaking of we were uh, we were just at an event before and you were talking about your early days at studio 54. If Studio 54 had some notes, okay, what would Studio 54 smell like? Uh, I remember the odor of the 50, uh, Studio 54. I remember the the odor of uh, the patchouli. Patchouli. In this moment, yeah. you, we smell, everybody wear patchouli. Mm-hmm. And I remember tobacco because everybody can smoke and I smell uh, ashish, uh, uh, these uh, strange odors, you know. Mm-hmm. Now we don't 
we don't have any more these uh, odors of the tobacco and uh, patchouli and everything. Mm. So I'm curious, do you ever, when you are creating a new fragrance, I know sometimes you said the name comes first, sometimes it comes after, do you ever smell a final product and work your way backwards? Or like, can wow. you ever envision something and then dissect the notes? Okay, the vision is uh, idealisé. But the reality is not so easy, you know. It's the same when you have a dream and you want to remember, remember, uh, this dream. Mm -hmm. It's not so easy because right. you, you, you forget many things about this. No, the perfume, I start with sometimes four elements. I start with very small elements and... I have the I tell the photo, the photo of my I want to create this type of perfume. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it don't work together. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not so easy because sometimes the the creation you need to adapt uh, with the element you want to use, you know? Right. And it's the same to a writing, you know, you start with few words. Right. After you make the story, it's not right. uh, so easy. It's the same as the perfume, you know? Right, <laughs> for sure. Well, you're talking about um, how hard it is to remember a dream. And I saw an interview that you did where you said you spray perfume before bed so that you hope that it comes to you in your dreams. <laughs> Do you dream in perfume? When I dream in perfume, I think I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> because the... To dream, you need to enjoy. And sometimes when I smell perfume, I'm very uh, stressed. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I like to wear perfume before I go to sleep. Because in the, in the, during the nights, I, I like to smell my skin mm -hmm. and to see a different um, emotion. And it's good in the morning when I smell again. It's a more the technicity is enough strong. Mm -hmm. It's enough uh, beautiful. Right. Yes, it's a, for me. It's a very important to smell and to to smell in my dream. I like also to burn a, a candle before <laughs> I sleep. I, very well, fragrant. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with lavender, with uh, citrusy, because it smell. So good in the room when I arrive, yes, I have this uh, candle. And uh, yes, it's, my life is to have the perfume around me. How wonderful is Alberto? I hope you guys are loving this episode. I am honestly still in shock that it even happened. It was such an honor and a privilege to get to talk to him. I am interrupting the episode for only a brief moment in time to bring you guys my top five sniffs of the week. And in order to do so, I must shout out my new friend, Shabnam Tavakol, who is the founder and perfumer of her line, Kismet Olfactive. Let me just say, we've been DMing for a few months to meet up, and I think we both just kept rescheduling because it's like, you know, when you don't know someone, you're both kind of like, meh, whatever, we'll do it when we do it. Well, let me just tell you that I almost canceled this time around literally because I had a sty in my eye. And I was like, nah, I have a sty, so I'm not gonna go. Um, I am so glad I went. Shabnam is not only a new friend, but her fragrances are amazing. So let me give you a rundown because they are all stars in my book and I have been wearing them all week long. 
Okay. So the first one I'm going to talk about is tuberose tantra. That was an instant love. It is a very spiritual tuberose. It is a tuberose clove banger. Okay. And it gives me the energy of something very like cleansing. I actually once went to the store enchantments um, in the East Village and got like a clearing energy ritual candle. And this smell immediately reminded me of that cleansing smell that filled the air really lovely. And I'm not sure if it is intended to be layered. So sue me because I've been layering it with another fragrance in the collection, Nymphaeus, which is truly this like ethereal floral and feels very like forest nymph-esque. It's dewy. It's got notes of lily of the valley, some tea notes, but it's all grounded in this beautiful soft bed of floral notes. And it just feels like a little, I don't know, it just feels like a little forest fairy. Next up, we have Wedding in Oaxaca, which is this like spicy, peppery, leafy fig. When I looked up the notes, there's actually no fig in this. It's coconut that I think is giving me that fig type smell. But the actual notes are coconut, gardenia, pink pepper, ginger, violet leaf. And that's really what I was getting, like this like spicy, green, leafy fragrance. It's just like, ooh, it's just sexy and fresh at the same time, which brings me to the next one, which is Nostalgia which is this Anisic Tonka, and it is so cozy. It is such a good Tonka fragrance. And you have this dichotomy of these sort of harsher notes of anise and leather and suede, but it's somehow so comforting because it's veiled in this warm cloak of Tonka. And the fifth and final scent I'm going to talk about is Studio Scent, which is a very green, sort of tea-like, dewy, calming, smoky fragrance. And this one has notes of fig, tea notes, and Palo Santo. It all checks out. It kind of smells like the smell of the lobby of the one hotel if it were a little bit more zen-like and a little bit more green. What's so amazing about perfume is that talent comes from all places. And I love that this wonderful independent burgeoning perfumer is sandwiched between the legend who is Alberto Marias, let's get back to the episode. For a perfumer, everything is important for mm-hmm. the creation. I had the Jack Russell for oh. now 50 years. Wow. Oh, you've always had Jack Russell. Yes. That's your signature. Yes. Oh, I wow. love this dog. I had this dog uh, 50 years ago. Nobody had this Jack Russell. Mm-hmm. And we have many, many generations for this with choice for mise-en-cire. To have these two dogs. Oh, it's the mascot. Yes, yes. of course. <laughs> silly it's me. the signature. Yes, of it the is the signature. Oh. <laughs> because I have uh, many dogs. Uh, every dog smells different. Mm-hmm. People think the all the all dogs smell the same. Right. But no, different. every dog have another odor, a personal yes. odor. For this, it's a, it's the same to the human. Mm-hmm. Everybody have a special odor. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Would that ever inspire a fragrance? You know, maybe in a more abstract way. Obviously not like the smell of dog, but the smell of your love for your dog. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, and also it's very important to to live with many uh, odors. I don't know. Um, for this is also important when the, you burn uh, the candle in mm-hmm. your house. The, per- the personality of the ha- your house still there, but the candle, it's just coming to, to put more your personality mm-hmm. in the uh, atmosphere of your house. Mm. So what is the personality of your home? And what candles are you, <laughs> what mise-en-cire candles are you burning? Do you know, my home smell, if I have a dinner, I put in the living room and a type of odor. When they have the 
in the entrance of my house. I have another other. You know, it's very easy to to make your decoration with candles. You yes. Know? Yes. And uh, in the winter, we have another candle. In the w summer, different. I have also a special candle for mosquito <laughs> when you have a yeah. dinner outside. Yeah. And, you know, I love to live with others. And uh, I like to make, uh, to mix different odors together. In the kitchen, if you make uh, fish, I have another odor. Mm -hmm. When you have meat, another odor. You know, it's very interesting to, to mix the the order together to right. have a beautiful bouquet. So, okay, if, for example, you made fish, would you light a specific candle versus if you made steak? You would change? Ah, uh, yes. Ah. If you have fish, you need to uh, burn uh, vervain mount because the mount go very good with the fish. If you uh, have uh, meat, uh, it's very important to have wood, uh, different candle with the s smelling the wood. If you, yes, because you never cover the odor. You yeah. need to to accompany the right, odor right. with the, the, the bad odors. Right, and make <laughs> it good. Right. <laughs> well, I know that Maisoncier started as a candle line. You and your wife were gifting candles, right? That's the the background. Yeah. What what made you launch Maison Sierra in 1999? <laughs> because I I love candles. I buy many in this moment. I tell you, uh, in the in the 80, you don't find so many candles in the market. Mm -hmm. And for this, I want to create my line, and I create this line Maison Sierra, mm -hmm. and I give. This uh, candle to my friends, mm -hmm. and all the all my friends want to buy again a new candle. I think okay, uh, I don't want to 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 give you uh, every week a new candle. Yeah, and <laughs> and we decide with my f wife Claudine uh, to make uh, a candle, and we put in the uh, the first candle in the very chic uh, store in Geneva, mm. and we have. Uh, a big success, and we start 20 years ago to create this line. After we are in Paris, in Colette, uh, mm -hmm. he want to to have the candle mise en scène in Colette, mm -hmm. and now we are in the in the world, <laughs> in the nice chic uh, uh, store. And are there any raw materials or ingredients that you would only ever use for a candle, or you would only ever use for fine fragrance? Yes. To create a candle, it's really different to the a perfume. Mm -hmm. Because uh, the candle, it's, um, it's, a, it's a new technique. It's a very different. It's the same product, but in different proportion. Mm -hmm. And when you put too much naturalism in the candle, it doesn't burn very well. Mm -hmm. And also, you need to have, uh, it, it's a very complicated uh, to to create the formula, mm -hmm. but the formula need to are very simple, mm -hmm. very immediate emotion. But I smell in the wax all the product to have sure all the product have what what type of emotion we have. It's a very very long process. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, now it's uh, 20, 22, 24 years. I know exactly when I want to create a, a candle, what type of perf what essence I need to mix together to have this emotion. And I, I know that your candles are hand poured, hand wrapped, hand packaged. So I know it's very intimate and very personal. Yes. Um, if someone listening was to buy a Maison Sur candle from this episode, which one would you say smells most like what your home smells like? Maybe white rose. White rose? Yes. So if you would like your home to smell like Alberto's, you should purchase the white rose candle. <laughs> exactly. Yes. You are a luminary in this industry. You have created hundreds of perfumes. You've won so many awards. You are a master perfumer. And I know that this all started because you were sneaking into the lab at Fermaniche and yes. creating fragrances. Can you tell us a little bit more about when you started uh. developing your own fragrances? You know, I start in Firmenich, I have uh, 20 years old. I'm uh, really autodidact and uh, I'm very reconnaissant to the Firmenich. He gave me the possibility. And after 52 years in Firmenich, I still the same. I still enjoy to to work, I have uh, this company give me all the freedoms, mm -hmm. and this is the most important. And uh, you know, I start, I start because one day I read in the Vogue, uh, behind a perfume you have a perfumer, and it's uh, Jean Paul Guerlain mm -hmm. write this uh, nice article. And I decide this moment I want to come by perfumer, but it's very difficult because we don't have a school. Uh, and for this Firmenich, give me the, the possibility to learn in Firmenich with the, the other perfumers. But you, you started on the research side, right? Yes, I start because uh, we find this place mm -hmm. for me, because Firmenich, from the beginning, he told me, oh, you don't have doctor in chemistry. It's right. very difficult to have a job. And one day after, he called me, and he said, okay, um, if you want to start, you have uh, the possibility to learn with uh, the Dr. Soberly. It's a very eminent uh, perfumer. Mm -hmm. And I start with him to learn with the, the, the chemistry, the essence, the, well, you say. Mm -hmm. But uh, five years after, <laughs> I created my first perfume. And we go so fast. <laughs> At wow. 22, I create my first perfume. At 25, I create uh, Mas de Cartier. At 13, Bizance. <laughs> the normal trajectory. Yes. You know how everybody... Uh, yes. That's amazing. <laughs> Do you remember the first fragrance that you created? Of course. Uh, I create the first. is in the 72, I don't uh, It's uh, a Courage. Courage, mm -hmm. 72. Seven uh, uh, strange name. Okay, I create uh, is a fougère, <laughs> okay. fougère type. Mm. And do you collect? Do you have bottles of everything you've created? Of course. <laughs> I mean, you know, you gotta ask. Is there is there a museum in your home of all of your fragrances throughout the years? I have two collections. One, if the all the all the bottle um, from the last century mm -hmm. and of course all my uh, create, creation I have in my studio. Wow. 
That's, must be a very large studio oh, yeah. to hold all of those creations. I have a lot, yes. Yes. I'm curious, you know, not to jump ahead, but to Ombre Magique, I saw the two of the ingredients were cachalox and yeah. dreamwood. And I want to talk about Ombre Magique in a second, but I'm also just curious, what molecules are exciting you right now? You know, for me, all my career, I mix molecules and naturals. Mm -hmm. Because for me, it's a very important, uh, the natural are the the story of the parfum, mm -hmm. but the molecule give you the modernity, the, the new writing. You know, it's very important to mix both. Mm -hmm. uh, to create a perfume just with natural is boring. Mm -hmm. To create a perfume with uh, just a lot of molecule is very artificial. Mm -hmm. The art of the create, create a perfume is to, to know, to mix, Boss. Right. So when molecules are created, are the master perfumers involved in developing those new molecules? Yes. Uh, I work with a small team, mm -hmm. the um, uh, four master perfumers and also other perfumers to smell all the molecules coming from the recherche scientifique. Right. And uh, it's not so easy because you need to project in the future because sometimes the molecule I smell today is maybe ready in five or ten years. Mm. It's not really, it's need to, to select this molecule to try to assure it's possible to make, mm -hmm. to, fab to make in fabrication. And for this, it's very complicated to because it costs so much money mm -hmm. to find it, the molecule, to select this molecule, to to make in fabrication this molecule. It's a very big responsibility. Right. But um, for me, it's very important because uh, maybe in five years we need to find a new colors for to create the new perfumes. Right. Right. Well, so can we talk about um, cachalox? I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And and Dreamwood and what um, what they smell like and what made you put them in Ambre Magique? You know, the cachalox for me smell the ambre, mm -hmm. the typical ambre gris, mm -hmm. very uh, woody, intense, mm -hmm. mysterious. Mm -hmm. The Dreamwood smell sandalwood. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mixed... These two uh, very uh, chem new chemical uh, molecules, but Dreamwood is uh, a natural. It's a, it's a biotechnologic mm -hmm. creation, and I I mix this with the rose Bulgarian, very chic, very nice, and I mix also with uh, vanilla, but mm. the, the good vanilla from uh, Madagascar. Mm. It's a very bitter, but very also very sunny, very warm. And of course, I have also the vanilla, uh, classical vanilla. And mm -hmm. for this, it's very nice to mix high-tech molecules with very classic natural mm -hmm. ingredients. Mm -hmm. It's a balance, right? Mixing the yes. naturals and the... That's the science of being a perfumer, of knowing 
what will smell right with what and what will elevate something, I'm sure. Yes, uh, also to, to have the difficulties uh, for the other company to, to duplicate your creation. Right. Yeah, make it difficult for, yes. so that nobody can do it. Exactly. So can you tell us about Ombre Magique, your newest creation? <sighs> Ombre Magique, it's for me, it's, a new, it's my new creation with this very magic effect of the Ombre. Mm. The Ombre, everybody can understand if I tell you Ombre. Oui. Ombre is uh, mysterious, it's uh, very uh, exotic. But the difference, ambre magique for the other ambre classic, mm -hmm. is more luminosity, is more sunny, is more uh, natural mm -hmm. effect, is more very modern. Mm -hmm. It's uh, memorizable, mm -hmm. but also mysterious. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a very uh, tricky uh, uh, sense when you smell. I, I love the way that you said that it's a, a sunny amber because it somehow has that mystery of amber, but it feels very light and effervescent and sort of easy to wear, but there's that great depth to it. And I, I absolutely love it. Thank you. Yes, this it's, for me, it's, um, it's a very modern amber. Right. It's a very sunny. Mm -hmm. For me, the sun is very important. I mm -hmm. talk about all the time the sun. And also, we have a musky note, mm -hmm. uh, very uh, luminosity inside. It's, uh, it's uh, vanilla, but very, very young, very mm -hmm. uh, mysterious. I don't know. It's, uh, we need to wear to understand because it's very difficult to talk about perfumes mm -hmm. because the perfume is different in different skin. Right. And this is very difficult. For me, it's very difficult to, to talk about perfume. Well, I guess I'm interested, too, because obviously I think when you when you create a perfume, so many different types of people wear it. When you create fragrances, do you ever envision a certain person of who would be the wearer of that perfume or no? No, really. Because um, my when I start to create something, mm -hmm. I'm, I start very egoist. Mm -hmm. I start just for me mm -hmm. and for my pleasure. Mm -hmm. After, when I smell in the street my perfume, mm -hmm. somebody smells so good, and because he projects the, the emotion, he projects with the skin in another, it's not, for me, it's not anymore my perfume. Right. My perfume is when I start in my studio mm -hmm. to write some element together. When, but when I finish the perfume, it's not anymore mine. It's uh, the people kept and wear, and he come in, he come, he take his life. Mm -hmm. And before, smell good, but it's not a life. A life. Mm -hmm. So what is that like when you are somewhere and you smell one of your creations on somebody? Do you do you ever say anything, or do you just sort of take it back, take it in? No, sometimes <laughs> I smell in the street and I walk behind the person where <laughs> the, my perfume because I want to recap uh, the emotion mm -hmm. because the person smells so good. Right. And uh, I close the eyes because I don't want to, to see it's a 
is a young, is an old lady, mm -hmm. is the, the emotion and the smell this person. And mm -hmm. the man also. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm very surprised until to the person, oh, you smell so good. Congratulations, you, you have a good choice. I never tell her it's my creation. Right. You're no, just like, I'm you're wearing the best smell yes. ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but sometimes I ask to the lady, can you tell me what perfume you wear? In, in the state, the, mm -hmm. the person tell me the, the name. Mm -hmm. In France, never. Really? Yes. She, she, I don't remember. <laughs> Do you think that's a cultural thing? Do you think yeah, that yes. in, in France they don't want to share what they're wearing? No, because... But they can't stump you. You probably created it. Yes, but uh, I don't want to tell her yeah. it's the creator. But the, in France, people don't want to tell the, the secret where mm. she wears Interesting. Okay, maybe I shouldn't go to France because <laughs> I don't need that energy in my life. Wow. Um, so... What technologies or innovations right now in the fragrance industry are you most excited about? Uh, we have a new uh, technology in Firmenich. It's the micro-owned technology. Mm. It's a very interesting because the first time we extract the perfume um, from the flowers, it don't smell. We can extract the, the odor. If you smell peony... Right. You can stack the penny. Right, right. Uh, uh, lily of the Valley, mm -hmm. you can extract. But with a new technology, mm. you can uh, make a new extraction of the Muguet, uh, Lily of the Valley. Mm -hmm. it's, it's cost very, 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 very expensive, but it smells unbelievable. Wow. And we try also in the jasmine of the grass. Wow. We have this new technology. And we have this um, new extraction. What, can you speak more about what the extraction is, or is it? Uh, no, it's not very secret. It's a new technology. It's the same to the mi microwave. Microwave. Yes, oh. but it's a big machine to extract of this uh, essence. Wow, <laughs> technology is crazy. That's yes, very technology for me is very important because the first time. Uh, in Firmenich, uh, we decide. I decide to take the pink pepper mm. and to extract the pink pepper with uh, CO2, mm -hmm. and I made pleasure of Telodair, mm -hmm. you know. Right. It right. is a new technology of the extraction. Right. And look, uh, now in all perfume, we have this new technology to extract the the, the pink pepper. Wow. And you were doing it first, so... Yes, because sometimes I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you were asked, what fragrance um, is your most prized possession or are you most proud of? And you mentioned CK1. That was a, a revolutionary fragrance of its time. And as you mentioned, still so modern. You know, I, I, I wear it today and I feel like I could easily see it yes. being sold right now, being created right now. What do you think led to that fragrance and, and set it apart? I tell you, sometimes it's instant. Mm -hmm. I can tell you <laughs> this because sometimes I can, it's my creation. I can right. tell you why I decide this moment, CK1, I create mm -hmm. with the iced tea and the uh, edion is also in molecule. Mm -hmm. And I mix uh, with the, this vanilla. But you know, sometimes 
uh, creation is emotion mm-hmm. instinct. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I, I do. And I, I, I'm also curious. Um, I know you worked in tandem with Anne Gottlieb on that fragrance. I'm curious, what is the collaboration process? Okay, Anne Gottlieb, she's, Anne Gottlieb I'm sorry, she smelled 100 and 100 modifications. And one day she said, oh, no, I don't like anymore. <laughs> because, uh, okay, uh, my boss in this moment, uh, Patrick Femonish, where uh, we go to the opera, and Angotlib has, oh, but you smell so good. Patrick, what, is, what perfume you, you wear? Mm-hmm. And it, but you know, the, it's a vision. The name, the name code mm-hmm. for Sikawan is vision. You know, vision. Why mm-hmm. I chose this name, mm-hmm. vision? Mm-hmm. And no, you can you can have this anymore because uh, we sell almost. I don't know. I need again to present to Calvin Klein your vision parfum. Wow. And he present the vision parfum to the the team uh, Calvin Klein team, and he said, "Oh, it's not bad. It smells good." Well, you know, sometimes is. La chance. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the, the moment. Right. And uh, Angotlib, she smells 100 modifications. We work almost for three, three years. Wow. To make an inversion. We stop, we come back, we go there. But you know, it's still, um, I work very well with Anne. I work also 212, Calvin mm-hmm. Klein. I make many. Right, Many right. nice together yes. perfumes, yes. Daisy. Yes, yes. of course. <laughs> you remember? I, I know, this one. I know. I know Daisy is unbelievable. Daisy is still very modern after yes. 20 years I created. Yeah, it's yes. green, very um, young, you know. It's beautiful. <laughs> one of my favorites. Well, so you were talking about um, with Mise en Cire, you're, you're working essentially, well, with Veronique, really? but a lot of times solo, right? So how, without having someone to bounce things off of, how do you <laughs> know where you're going? I don't know. You know, my work, it's more instinct. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, it's, it's instinct, you know. I mix this with death. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's so, it's so uh, primaire, you know. It's mm-hmm. a very primaire art, you know. Right. You just, when you know, you know, it's instinct. Instinct. Instinct, absolutely. Well, Alberto, it has been an absolute treat and pleasure to speak with you. We have a final segment of the show, which is essentially rapid fire scent association. Mm, What's that smell? So I will throw out uh, different things and you tell me what the first thing they smell like is to you. Okay? Okay. Are you ready to play? What's that smell? Okay. What is the smell of Geneva? Geneva depends. In the winters, have an, one odor. In the summer, another odor. Mm-hmm. In the winter, smell uh, cold, very freezing snow. Mm-hmm. In the winter, smell the lake, you know, mm. very fishing mm. odor. And uh, it's my city. I love this contrast between the winter and the summer. What is the smell of Seville? Seville, orange flower. Orange flower, which I, is a note that comes up time and time again in so many of your creations. Do you, do you feel partial to the orange flower note? Yes, because for me, orange flower is the, 
it's uh, the energy of the city. Yes. And I like also the incense of the, the, the church. Mm. When you arrive in the church, you smell this mineral incense mixed with the orange flower. It's still, it's a, you have a perfume. Mm-hmm. There you go, right? In the church, you just bottle that up. Yes. What is the smell of New York City? New York, it don't have one special odor, New York. Smell um, uh, caramel brûlé. Oh, okay. I've never yes. gotten that before. I could see where they're where Yes, you're because that. when you go, you walk in the streets, you have the, the windy of the sea. Mm-hmm. The element of the, no, the water, because you have a lot of water around mm-hmm. uh, New York. But to smell this uh, candy, yeah, burning candy. Burning candy, yeah. You know, I've never <laughs> thought, I feel like you just synthesized everything, like the sweetness, the burning, all it's, of it, into something very pretty. Because yeah. sometimes people say garbage. Um, caramel <laughs> brulee is much more beautiful. Um, what is the smell of love? Love depends. Mm. Passion or hate, mm, okay. <laughs> because you have two moments in the love. Veronique, <laughs> the any p- comments? <laughs> <laughs> you have the passion, and also you have uh, the hate when you don't love anymore, right. you know? Right. <laughs> no, it's, you know, the life, it's uh, it's two, two elements, mm-hmm. the same to the perfume. You need to have many elements to create right. this emotion. The contrast, yes. it's all about the contrast. Um, what is the smell of your childhood? <sighs> smell vanilla. Mm. Because, uh, of course, everybody understands everybody understand the, the odor of the vanilla. Mm-hmm. All the ethnic smell this uh, beautiful moment of the pleasure, la Madeleine de Proust, mm-hmm. you know, this moment. Uh, okay, the final question. What is the smell of mise-en-serre? If I close the eyes, smell love. Beautiful. Well, merci beaucoup. Merci. Gracias. Mucha. It has been an honor. It's a uh, pleasure to have I, this. This is, this is the highlight of, of my podcast, of everything. I am so, so truly grateful to have your time and um, have this wonderful conversation with you. Perfume Room is edited by Wyatt Peak. Music is by Max Vernon, and illustrations are by Israel Rodriguez. 